1: Hello, everyone,
2: and welcome to the Press This WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes or iHeartRadio or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, we're going to be covering something I think is really exciting – How Doing Less Can Grow Your Agency Business with Sarah Dunn. Sarah, welcome to the show.
3: Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me on to chat with the WordPress community.
2: Of course, of course. And this is a a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I actually ran a WordPress agency for five years and certainly know uh, the issues kind of facing agencies and freelancers. And so really what we're going to be talking about today is really the notion of the hardest part of running an agency is that the more you grow, the list of things to do exponentially increases. It's not like growth somehow removes the amount of work you have to do. And as a matter of fact, it exponentially increases, but really focusing on what you can be doing in order to kind of limit the scope of what you do in order to drive more uh, kind of uh, um, appreciation and value for your customers, as well as making your business more manageable and your life more livable. So that's a high bar, Sarah, that you're going to be covering today.
3: I'm ready. This is one of my favorite topics, and I'm really excited to talk about it.
2: Awesome, awesome. And you do a a, a kind of a content series, blog posts, articles, and videos around this content on 11Web's blog. Is that correct?
3: Um, I actually have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Sarah Dunn, and that's where I put most of this.
2: All right. Well, fun stuff. And I know it's a a topic on a lot of people's minds, a lot of people out there toiling away even right now as they listen to this podcast um, with with too much to do and and maybe not enough growth. So uh, to kick us off, I kind of like to start, um, learn a little bit about you here, Sarah. Um, What is your, I want to kind of do a combo, I think, this time for this episode. You know, I know you're part of the Genesis community, kind of a pillar member there. So maybe you could tell us your kind of Genesis origin story.
3: Absolutely. Well, you know, I got into WordPress and Genesis was one of the first things that I learned about and I think it's important to share that when I started making websites I had no clue what I was doing. Um, I'm not someone that went to school for web design or anything technology related so I'm sure that's a familiar story for a lot of listeners but I'm just one of those that has learned through necessity. So as I started on the path it was probably about 2011 or 2010 when I was working on my first WordPress website and it was just for a friend of mine who had had a website developed. It was designed in Dreamweaver and it was developed with straight code and they wanted to add a few things to it a few years later and they couldn't. They had to call their web designer up and ask them to change the phone number, add a Facebook link and it was going to be over a thousand dollars for the small changes they wanted so I said hey you know I taught myself to code in junior high Um, I think it's really interesting let me figure it out and I honestly don't know how I stumbled onto StudioPress but I just chose a theme from there and the Genesis framework was required and so Genesis was my entry point into WordPress and it's funny in the last few years I actually realized I'm sometimes not sure what is a WordPress core function and what's a Gen- Genesis related function because I've always developed with both of them together. So, I've really enjoyed working with Genesis and have now used it over 6 years in my agency just because I really know it I really like it and I've just kind of grown from that first website to having someone else find out that I knew how to make a website and asking me to do one for them and I went full time in the business about six years ago now so that is my WordPress and Genesis origin story
2: well, that's a good one, you know, and I think it, you point as you pointed out, so many people, um, you know, kind of started in the same kind of origins, and so um, I think this this podcast is really interesting because once you kind of get the taste for that, get the skills developed in order to service clients. You know, then you have to realize. Then you have to kind of figure out. Well, how do I run this business? Right? It's one thing to have a ability. It's one thing to to provide that ability and service of others. It's a completely different thing to be successful at those things. And so, I think um, this this kind of topic today is is really acute for that. Definitely. In your video series, you use this term though called niching down. And um, I think it'd be helpful for everyone to understand kind of what you mean by that as we start to dive into how people can you know, do less to grow more.
3: Absolutely. So this is probably also familiar to other people who have dived into their own web services business. But as I was growing my business in the first few years, I was just really eager to do any type of work that I could get. And so I joined some networking groups and people would say, hey, this is Sarah. She says she does website design, but that means she knows how to use a computer. So she can probably do your social media. I bet she could send an email newsletter for you. And those types of things just came at me and I always said yes. Anything I could do that someone would pay me for in the marketing realm, especially digital marketing, I just said, I'll figure it out. And so over time, the services that my tiny agency was offering just continued to grow and grow. Um, On our website, we had tons of different services we said we offered from print design to web design to email marketing and social media management and it really became a lot to manage we were trying to say that we could do everything for everybody which I found out about two or three years ago, was really holding my agency back from raising prices to a further level, was holding us back from winning bids because there wasn't anything that was that differentiated about what we were doing. And so I realized that this super broad scope that we were trying to serve just wasn't working. And what we needed to do was to cut out a lot of the extraneous services that weren't our favorites and niche down, or find a focus where we could go much, much deeper. Instead of broad and wide, we could go narrow and deep. And that to me is what I mean when I talk about niching down is my whole process of going from a generalist agency offering every service to everyone we can find to actually deciding what niche do we wanna pursue, both um, from an industry verticals perspective, like what customers do we want to serve, as well as what service do we want to offer to them. So niching down is that process of deciding what niche do we want to fit in and what do we not want to do anymore.
2: So the notion here is that you were kind of getting into a situation where you were perhaps, say, a Jill of all trades yes, and master of none. And uh may master some. Uh, we'll give you some credit here. <laughs> um, but that uh, by having that that broad scope, it really limited your ability to excel or differentiate. Um, and it was kind of in, in, in a sense a drag on your business. Yes. But I would imagine it was a pretty good answer to winning uh, some bids or say volumes of bids. Um, so as you thought about this notion of like, well, I'm going to decide to kind of you know, um, kind of scale back the services I provide to focus in these ways. I mean, that that's easier said than done. Like, weren't you fearful that your business would would be hurt? Like, how did you how did you finally reach the decision to commit to that?
3: It's so true. There's a lot of fear that comes with saying no to certain types of services, but there was one particular turning point for me. Um, You would think that by offering more things and being more full service, it would help you to win more business, and that is... You know it makes sense in the brain, but it doesn't always actually work out that way. And I had a situation with a prospect that I really wanted to work with and I knew we would do a great job for. And I put together a whole proposal for their website design and I presented it to him. It was really excited. And I heard back from him about a week later and he said, hey, you know, I really appreciate your proposal, but my niece is taking a web design class in college and she's gonna try to do it for us for cheap and I was just crushed and I realized in that moment that I was being compared despite my experience and you know, several years of doing this, I was being compared with people that had taken one web design class. That's how undifferentiated we were as far as um, our knowledge, expertise, and what we had to offer. So for me, I was so tired of that type of frustration that I was ready to make the move and kind of make the scary decisions to turn down some work in order to get better work where our expertise was really understood.
2: All right. Well, that's good to know. We're going to want to kind of dig into this a little bit and talk also about kind of the shift we've seen and the way agencies interact with brands and how this might correlate back to this notion of niching down. Um, But we're
1: going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment.
4: Webmasterradio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm.
1: Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmaster Well,
2: everyone, welcome back to the Press This community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is David Vogelpohl, and I'm interviewing Sarah Dunn about how you can do less to grow your agency, or do less and still grow your agency. And uh, right before the break, Sarah, you were sharing with us, Um, How you felt that reducing your services, you know, there was some threat there to your ability to grow your business, but that you really uh, were kind of in a position on some of them, particularly web design, where you weren't differentiating enough um, and uh, were being kind of compared to, say, a novice person just learning web design, and that was kind of problematic for you. So, as you think about this relative to that customer or other brands you serve, you know we've seen um, in in kind of the more broad sense that brands are shifting from having like an agency to having many agencies that specialize in different components of their digital strategy. Um, did you Did you consider this when you were making these decisions? Is this something that's kind of evolved in parallel to this? Um, how do you How do you view that kind of macro issue of brands now using a variety of agencies versus one?
3: You know, that wasn't something that I was aware of before I made the conscious decision to figure out what we were great at. Um, I just more personally knew that I wanted to learn something at a really deep level. So I wasn't as familiar with the fact that brands are working with more agencies, though I think it's fabulous. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think unless you have a huge agency, it's hard to do every type of service really, really well. So that shift to me makes a lot of sense from the customer's perspective.
2: And we've seen this, you know, I know as I think back to my agency days, I remember we would work with big brand agencies, our, our one of our specialties. We were actually full service, so we had these similar problems that you're describing, but one of our specialties, of course, was advanced WordPress development. And we'd work with these big brand agencies and get these amazing customers and logos, but we were kind of the ancillary answer. We were out, you know, outsourced by the, the big brand agency and then rolled up into the brand. Um, I'm just curious if this this strategy for you with niching has uh, provided you similar opportunities where you're able to kind of take on bigger things, being part of a bigger picture rather than trying to do everything in one.
3: You know, I haven't come up on that opportunity necessarily. I really like working direct with client and having that relationship. So I haven't subcontracted to larger agencies all that often, but it does definitely make sense to me if the right opportunities show up. So
2: for you and your business, it's more about those direct relationships. But the the notion of niching down, I guess, would would fall into the subcontracting universe, as it were. Um, so let me let me explore this with you. So you you have this full service. You're doing social media management, all these other things. How did you pick the thing that you dialed in on and said, this is the this is the area that I want to focus on? How did you decide what to cut and what to keep?
3: Oh, that's such a good question and actually that is the core of my YouTube channel for about the first, I think, 20 videos or so. Um, I knew that I wanted to specialize and I had no clue what I wanted to pursue. and. I think for some people it happens to them really naturally. They might do one project they really like and get referrals from that client for similar types of projects and it just kind of grows from there. But that did not happen for me and my agency. We were always doing a huge variety of work and there wasn't something that we naturally fell into. So I had to approach this from a really proactive perspective of going, I want to specialize. What is the right answer? And I spent a while trying to go through every podcast I could listen to on the topic. I bought a course about uh, positioning and what I could do with that. and. I was trying to go through everything, and I just wasn't landing on the right answer. And I said, you know what? This is really hard. This is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And I sat down in front of my camera, and I recorded my first YouTube video just saying I'm feeling the need to specialize, and I don't know what that's going to look like. But I want to share this with anyone else who feels the same way and just see if anyone out there might connect with this message. And I thought after that first video, I would do a couple more things, maybe record two more videos and then I'd have my answer. And it ended up stretching on for several months of me really actively making strides toward figuring out what our niche should be. Um, But it was something that really took a lot of work and was not as easy as I thought it was going to be.
2: So that's uh, you know an inter- interesting approach to kind of make that public stand that you're in this kind of point uh, decision-making point, um, and then to, in a sense maybe crowdsource or elicit ideas um, from from the audiences you're connecting with. Um, and, and that's that's uh, again very, very interesting approach. How did you think about it from the business perspective though? did you sit down and like count up your billable hours and say uh, social media management is winning, therefore that's the one or like how did you think about it like from the business perspective?
3: You know, a lot of it was from my personal preference perspective, so I totally sat down and I said, okay, which projects did I personally enjoy the most? So at the time, my agency was just, it was super small, just four of us, and I still led every single project, so I was leading strategy and figuring out our direction, and I said, I want to do more things that I personally enjoy, so I wrote down Favorite projects. I tried to identify some common themes within those projects. Why did I like those more than others? And I did during this time start turning down some work. So it was a kind of a slow narrowing process. I realized I didn't really enjoy e commerce. I much preferred lead generating websites for service based businesses. But I knew that that wasn't narrow enough on its own. But during that time, I did start referring out things that I realized we didn't like very well. And to kind of put a bow on it, what ended up happening is I ran into someone, I went to a business conference. It was a women entrepreneurship conference. And I ended up meeting someone who is the person that caused my shift. And She is a wedding planner in Chicago and she said to me, oh my gosh, you're into websites, you know about that. I'd really like if you would look at mine because I used to rank on the first page of Google for Chicago wedding planner and I had my website redesigned and I totally fell off the map you can't find me, she was on page seven at the time after previously having first page results. And I had such a good time working with her and identifying the fact that her web designer knew nothing about search engine optimization that I realized, I want to do more of this type of work, and she was a great advocate for me to connect with others in the industry. And after doing a couple of these projects, I decided to focus specifically and very narrowly on search engine optimization for the wedding industry.
2: That's uh, that's quite the narrow niche and, and a very bold move. So I'm curious, you know, and I kind of poised the question. I said, well, what was the business logic? And it was funny because you focused a lot around the areas that you found um, that were inspiring to you or that you like to work on. So I'm just curious, like, how do you reconcile that notion that that is a business uh, way of thinking?
3: You know, I personally think that if you're pursuing something that you are excited about and passionate about you will figure out how the money can follow and I had actually tried to go down a different niche where I knew that there was money and profit potential and plenty of clients and The problem was that I really didn't like the clients very much and I didn't like the work. And even though that made probably more sense from a business perspective, I had zero joy in it. So it was really hard for me to say, I'm going to do this type of work day in and day out when it wasn't something I actually liked. So I... I can't say I have a really responsible business perspective on this, but the thing is that getting deeper into this industry where maybe it's not all dollar signs and money bags, um, I enjoy it so much that I've really looked into it in a deep way and I know where the opportunities are and I know that there is opportunity in this niche for good business results as well.
2: So your motivation is the fuel for your business, and if you're not motivated, even if there's a commercial opportunity, it might be hard for you to take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, that's a really clever way of thinking of things. So I want to dig into this a little bit more, because I know there's also the personal impact of this, as well as you know maybe some other business impacts to making these decisions. And I'd like to understand about that part of your journey as well. So I'm going to pick that back up after this quick
1: break. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm Well, everyone, welcome back to Press This, the WordPress
2: community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm interviewing Sarah Dunn around how doing less can actually help you grow your agency business. And Sarah, right before the break, you were talking about some of the decisions you made relative to um, picking your niche, how you kind of went with uh, where were your areas of interest, what did you enjoy most, and then how you saw that as uh, in alignment with your business objectives, kind of keeping your motivation up, but then also giving you the opportunity to spend time and focus on one particular niche and how you can help your customers you know, get value from the services you provide. But let me kind of now ask it relative to your business, did it actually help you grow?
3: So yes, um, absolutely. It's funny because I can now look back at some of the first videos I recorded and I was saying, you know, this is why I'm specializing. I want to have an easier time generating leads. I want to know where I need to go in order to connect with my target client. and. At the time, um, I really, really wanted to find both of those things, and I thought specializing was the answer, and now I know that that was actually right. So what's been really cool um, since deciding on this niche and spending about the last year really actively marketing these services is... I finally have an email list that people are willing to subscribe to. As a generalist, just trying to put out, you know, download my free small business marketing guide, nobody was interested in that because they didn't know if it applied to them. Now I have an SEO basics guide for wedding planners, and someone can look at that. They're in my target market and they know that the information is tailored for them. So it's so much easier to connect with clients to get leads more easily, email subscribers, consultations, and there's just a level of respect that comes from even just saying and declaring that you are an expert in something really specific, that most people aren't brave enough to say that that is the corner that they stand on. Um, People immediately just trust you more. And that was something that I was really excited to find, um, not having to fight so hard to prove my worth, but just to have that expertise really show in marketing and in the way that we presented ourselves. So this has definitely been a great way to grow the business, grow exposure. And in addition to growth, as far as just Revenue. It's also been really great as far as just easing a lot of the work on me as the person that's always been out driving the sales. So I haven't had to go to so many networking events or work so hard on every proposal because what we have is very differentiated.
2: And there's some consistency too, right? Because if you're focused in the wedding SEO niche, then obviously you're kind of repeating the same kind of patterns in different geographies and with different brands. So I'm guessing that's helped as well.
3: Totally, totally. Yes, previously I was really having a hard time delegating any work because every project we did was really unique. So one thing that I've found through having a repetitive process and really similar projects is less of them need to be handled by me. There's a lot more tasks that I can kind of create a process for and then delegate to my team. Um, What's funny is a lot of people think about niching down and they're like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't want to do the same thing all the time. And it doesn't, at the end of the day, really feel that way. Getting great results from clients following a similar process, but I don't feel like every day of my life is Groundhog Day. Like I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. So that's been really fun too.
2: Well that's good to hear and it's it was really interesting to hear your thoughts on building your list, building your brand relative to being a specialist, you know. As I think back again to my own agency days thinking about being a generalist you know we tried to build our list we tried to build this brand and it was like we were known for you know good development or good uh, digital marketing in some contexts. but it was like again why would they bother to follow or, or associate with a particular agency's brand but obviously if you're a wedding planner and you're kind of aligning yourself with someone who's an expert at digital marketing and being a wedding planner um, that sounds like the perfect list for you to subscribe to versus a random list from a random agency
3: Totally. There's so much more value that can be offered when you specifically know who you're writing it for. So that's been fun for me is to be able to imagine that target client and actually write SEO information in a way that I know they can understand. Uh, I look back at some of my generalist agency blog posts and they're so bland because I didn't know who I was writing them for and I wanted it to appeal to the small business owner who owned the jewelry shop, but also to the marketing director at the 100-person company because those were all of our clients. And it was just really hard to create anything that was useful and interesting to them.
2: Well, this has uh, been a lot of fun, Sarah. We're, We're coming to the end of our time here, but I wanted to thank you so much for joining the show today.
3: Thank you so much. It's been really great.
2: Awesome. And I certainly learned some lessons myself, and I hope the listeners did as well. i looking for those opportunities to stay focused and use that as an engine of growth. If you'd like to learn more about what Sarah's up to, you can visit her uh, her website at 11web.com and her YouTube series. I'm going to remember, try to get the domain right here, Sarah, youtube.com forward slash Sarah Dunn. Did I get that right?
3: Should be, I'm sure. Something awesome. like that. Awesome. <laughs>
2: And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This.